You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I'm Jen McMenemy. And we're from Ancient History Fangirl. So you're about to tune into Queen's podcast, and we're here to just give you a heads up. These two swear, like, a lot. So if that's not your thing, this may not be the podcast for you. But if it is your thing, you're in the right place. You're not supposed to say in the warning about saying Jen. Oh, I feel like that scene in Love Actually where she swears at the Prime Minister. There might be a Prime Minister listening right the f*** now. We don't know. Oh, we've coughed that up, haven't we? Totally f*** this up. So, if you like your history tipsy and interspersed with F-bombs, you might like us too. Check out Ancient History Fangirl wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy the show! Hi, this is Katie. And this is Nathan. And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. Hello, Nathan. Hey, Katie. So, who are we talking about today, Ooh, Nathan? Girl, we talking about that bad bitch Olga of Kiev. Ooh, Nathan, what are we drinking for Olga of Kiev? So, today, this drink is called The Saint. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, after we get done with this story, you're going to be like, how the fuck is this bitch a saint? But, but she is. She is. So, what it is is just vodka, little bit of... Okay. I was supposed to get Saint Germain, Saint mm-hmm. Germain, which is why they come up with the Saint. The Saint. And Saint Germain's like forty dollars. Ew. And I was like, I'm gonna get the cheap knockoff brand, which is probably why this tastes a little funny. <laughs> I mean, it tastes fine to me. What else is in it? Uh lime and then you put club soda in it as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean it tastes fine to me. Okay. It's a little like I don't know, it's uh Saint Germain is like elderberry. Elderberry. Yeah, I know, it makes you sound fancy. Fancy. But anyway. So, anyway, so who is Olga? Why is she like? Why are we talking about so her today? Olga was the first female Russian ruler, and like I was saying earlier, she she became a saint. Also, <laughs> Bish was brutal. Uh, that's an understatement. Yeah. So <laughs> Olga was born in Pskov. Is that how you say that? Pskov. Okay, so this all takes place in like what today is Russia. So Ukraine. we're gonna fuck. All this shit up. Just yeah. heads up. So she was from P S K O V, Pskov. Pskov. Sure. So it, we don't know. In this research, really struggled with trying to figure out when she would have been born. Reports. You there was no way. <laughs> reports say any say usually the median reported date of birth is in like the is in the year eight ninety, like somewhere in the middle. But that doesn't jive with me. Because she had her first, like, her child in the 940s. So she would have been 50? And, like, eh. that's that's considered a geriatric pregnancy now. Yeah. 
And this time, like, I was, was, like that's like people lot, died in the 50s. I, I in read 50s. a lot, and like we'll talk about her marriage later on, but I think that's where I get confused is it's like she gets married at a certain time. I'm like, how old was she when she was married? Okay, so <laughs> as we've touched on in many episodes, um, they just didn't document when girls were born because they were like, why would that ever be important? <laughs> when would anybody ever need to know this? So history's a bag of dicks, and we don't know when she was born, <laughs> and we'll try not to get hung up on her age too much. And nothing is really known about her childhood at the time. We don't really know who her parents were. She was obviously born in Skov and probably raised there. Which is kind of close to, like, Estonia. Yeah. And it's thought that her heritage was probably from the Vikings, and Olga is derived from the name Helga. And Helga's a Norse name. And some people believed her dad was actually this other guy named Oleg. And he was basically the founder. Of- but he was, yeah, he was basically the founder of Kiev. And he definitely, this Oleg guy, if he wasn't his, her father, he was definitely somebody important in, his, in her life. Because mm-hmm. he arranged her marriage. So was her name from the Viking word Helga? Was she named Oleg after her dad? Either way, I'm not getting in a bar fight with a bitch named Olga. Oh, no. No, Mm-mm. no, she gonna beat Mm-mm. your ass, bitch. So, um... <laughs> There's no surviving contemporary descriptions of what she looked like. I mean, there's lots of paintings and stuff on her, but, like, they're all completely creative licensed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Later day, people would say, like, what her son looked like. And her son was blonde with blue eyes, a white guy. So I think it would be safe to assume that she was fair-skinned and blonde and blue eyes. Yeah, and this area is what we would consider the Caucasian, Caucasus. Caucasus. Okay. Oh, okay. Try to say that fucking okay. ten times. Oh, 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 okay. okay. Girl. That's where Caucasian comes from. Yeah. So blonde hair, blue eyes. And also, skin. if they were Vikings. Yeah, and yeah. that's kind of exactly where we're coming from. So in or around about nine oh three, maybe nine twelve. There's a gap there. Yeah. Uh, she was married to Igor, who was the heir to Kiev. Huh. Mm-hmm. Not too shabby. Yep. He's not. He's not like a nice ruler. Like nobody's mm. like, oh. Cool. Um, Igor is coming to visit. Everyone's like, oh, fuck, Igor is coming. Um, though, I mean, there's nothing to suggest they didn't have a happy marriage. No. Um, I think she had a pretty fiery passion for him. <laughs> and I think he probably had the same for her. So, um, yeah, but he was a really heavy-handed ruler. And they had at least one child. His name was Sviatoslav. I'm going to let you say that name. Okay, I am totally an expert in Russian because I <laughs> sang a Russian song one time in choir. <laughs> cool. I got an award for it. So cool. I'm obviously an expert. <laughs> so I think it's totally plausible that they probably had more children than this, than just this one son. Probably a lot of da- some daughters, but they obviously don't get documented. Yeah, so. they, or maybe they had, you know, miscarriages or stillbirths or children that died young. Either way, Sviatoslav was born in or around 942, and he actually survived to adulthood, grew up. Became king and everything. Yeah, exactly. She, if we're going that she was born in 890... She would have been 52 and 942. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I mean, it's not, I guess it's not completely unheard of, but I don't know. I think, she, anyway, <laughs> like I said, I got very hung up. <laughs> we can tell. On her date of birth. <laughs> anyway, there's really not that much ex- 
exciting that happens like in that, but now we're gonna go. Yeah, to... there's like a big gap of like she got married and then like really nothing happens for a while. So we're gonna go over like a brief history of the ancient Rus area. Yeah, Rus is the name of the people that are from like Russia. the colonies that yeah, that now <laughs> make up Russia. Kiev is, you know, in the Ukraine. So Kiev is a really fucking old city. But at the time it was like basically the capital of the Rus people. So this time in history is called Kievian Rus because the main seat of the rulers of Rus were in Kiev. Oh, uh, okay, got Yeah. It. So it's a bunch of, like, tribal people. It reminds me of, like, the city-state kind of European, it but reminds less me of, evolved. It reminds me of Boudicca. Like, yeah. all of her, like, all of the people in Britain at that time... This is very reminiscent were of a bunch of ...were a bunch of tribes, and then Rome, the Roman people would go along and take, and take like, um, taxes and stuff like that. So if you haven't heard our Boudicca episode, go back and listen. Go back and listen to that. <laughs> but, um, so that's kind of what it was. There was these tribes, these tribal people, but they all had to pay taxes or tribute to the leader who was Igor. Um, but look, I put in a map in the notes. Look at this map. Kievian Rus. I mean, that's so much more than just Kiev, just the Ukraine. It was it's a huge. huge, huge chunk of land at this time. So it, it was a very wealthy empire. Igor and Olga were um, over. And at that time, the entire religion in that area was paganism, mm-hmm. which, I mean, was very common. I did read something really interesting about at one point they had made like a peace treaty. Igor had signed a peace treaty with uh, the Greeks. And, you know, the Greeks were already Christian and he was still pagan. And I thought it was it was interesting. It was like and then the Greeks swore on their treaty on Bibles and the Rus people swore on their treaty on their swords. Oh. Because, you know, that was like their religion Spiritual was more about thing. like, okay, well, the God of War is telling us to oh. say, Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. So Katie was talking about how they were paying tribute and how that's kind of like equates to taxes. It's not yeah, quite money. It wasn't always money because maybe it was. Maybe he'd come back around and be like, hey, I need tribute. I need money. But maybe he would come about and be like, hey, I need tribute. I need cattle. Or yeah. I need men for the army. I or I need... need men for my army. Mm. <laughs> or I need... Um, Horses, whatever, uh, grain, food. Yeah, it, it was. It wasn't money as how we would associate taxes nowadays. It was more just goods, products, yeah. things that you had lying around. Uh, but in, in 945, he rocks up to these people called the Drevlians. And the Drevlians and Kiev have a complicated past. A very complicated. Um, the Drevlians had refused to pay tribute to Kiev and kind of had like an opt out option for a while. But then when Igor came into power, he was like, nah, bitch, there's no opting out. You guys, no, ma'am, you guys got to pay tribute. And And, um, then Igor decided, oh, I'm just going to collect taxes from them twice a month. Yeah, he, he came by and they were like, fine, here's your fucking tribute. And then he came by like, couple that, weeks later. Yeah, and I was like, I need tribute from you guys again. I'm like, no, bitch. We and, just need our grain to eat. And they were like, we, we're happy to pay you what you're due, but, dude, we got to take care of ourselves, too, you know? So guess what? Well, they revolted. Y'all, they didn't just have him kilt. They, like, they made, like, an art of having him. 
Okay, so fucking there's, kilt. There's only like this one remaining chronicle that yeah. really gives you the story of what happened. And it was, um, yeah, like the only contemporary source for like all of these stories was written like 200 years later. So either way, it's a really cool story. He was killed in this. <laughs> um, I feel like cool is kind of subjective. <laughs> brutal, <laughs> brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's cool like if you're into death metal. <laughs> it's a very death metal story. How about that? So what they did is they got a birch tree, which if you know birch Two trees. Two birch are, trees. Yeah, well, they got one birch tree. They're really skinny. They tied it to one of his ankles. They pulled down one of the branches and then and they tied took it to another ankle. birch tree and pulled down it and tied it to his other ankle and then they cut the ropes and it ripped him in half. Yeah, they just like let him fly and he like tore in half. I'm sorry, what the fuck? Ah, uh, brutal. Like, oh my god, like who even thinks about that kind of Do you think do you think that that was like a method that they used on the reg to execute people or do you think Probably. they were just like fuck this guy, what's the most brutal thing? I mean, damn we're talking we we're talking Ninth century, tenth century. We're mm-hmm. talking like long ass time ago. They didn't have chopping blocks. They didn't. Yeah, they have, did. Like, I mean, they, sure did, they did. They had but axes. They didn't have like professional executioners. I'm sure they did. But there was. I think they wanted something. Let's save this for like somebody who does something really. Some of these up. ancient torture techniques and oh, like yeah. uh, execution techniques are just bizarre. Like, yeah. who the fuck comes up with this shit? Uh, the Drevlians. <laughs> so word ends up getting back to Olga that uh, her hubby might be dead. Or and, <laughs> it's definitely dead, torn in many pieces. <laughs> and we, and d- we don't really know how she. We don't know how she reacted because she didn't have a diary or anything (laughs) dear diary i'm sure she wasn't happy you know Uh, i mean she seems like a very calculating person i don't think anything that olga has ever done in her life she has not sat down and really thought about so she her husband died obviously her oldest son sviatoslav her her only son yes sviatoslav uh he's only can we give him a nickname i can't with that can we call him slav I was going to say Sid. <laughs> Where the fuck did you come up with it that? It starts with an S. <laughs> oh, that's... So Sid is only three years old. You yeah. Know? And she was made regent because obviously he can't rule a fucking... Yeah. Country, not country, but, you know, he couldn't and, rule that. But I think just the fact that she was made regent and not like some other prominent man in Kiev is very telling because that's unprecedented. Like, there's no other stories about women being regents I just at this imagine, time in this part of the world. So I think that's a big fucking deal. I just imagine her husband dying and being like, no, I'm going to take over some shit right now. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. She must have been very, very respected because I'm sh- if she wasn't, she would have never been made regent. That wasn't commonplace for a woman to be, is what no, I'm trying to get and, at. and the Drevlians didn't really know who they were messing with. <laughs> oh, no, no. So their leader, Maul, um, Prince Maul, um, was like, hey, she's going to need protection, and yeah. I want to, like, yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> oh, don't well. need protection. <laughs> and I want to consolidate the power. He wants to, you know, be the king now. So he's, he proposes, and that's not uncommon for them to be like, oh, she's she's a beautiful little delicate flower. She can't take care of herself. So and she also needs he a, wants the power of Kiev. And he you wants know? to be able to take her land. Yeah, so, so romantic. I know, right? And he ends up sending off 20 guys to Kiev mm-hmm. to like be like, hey, bitch. And they're like, look, me? 
Our king is super hot, and he's capable, and he's young. What else are you going to do? You're a poor old sad woman. You need to marry Maul. And she's and, like, OMG, you guys are so right. She's <laughs> like, you're so smart. Thank you. I was such a damsel in distress. You won fair and square. We're going to, we're, we're conquered now. Of course I'll marry you. Yeah, Mr. she Prince was like, Maul. we are a conquered people that thank you for your generosity basically she's like rolling out the red carpet for them she is kissing their asses and they are like damn right because <laughs> i think they they strolled in expecting at least a little pushback from her. yeah so whenever she was just like throwing herself at their feet being like oh my god thank you so much for taking pity on me they were like this bitch knows her place. And so she ends up sending this messenger back to Prince Maul and is like, hey, you should send the 20 of your best men to come so and kind of woo her people. There's two different sources. So they send it. The, the gist of it was they send a messenger back being like, send me, send me somebody to escort me back to wherever the Drevlians are from. I don't, I know Drevlian means people of the forest but I don't remember what forest they dwelled. Like Children of the Forest. Yes. From Game of Thrones. Yes. It was, there's so, a lot of Game of Thrones references. There's a lot of Game of Thrones. <laughs> but anyway, so like send somebody back to Maul and be like, I need 20 of your dudes to come back and escort me. I don't know if it's different sources or like different translations. Some say send 20 of your most noble men. So send me all your dukes and earls yeah. to escort me back. And some say 20 of your strongest fighters. So, either, either way, way she, it was, he was, he it was, was 20 fucking impor- important people. Yes. So, anyway, these um, these guys that were already there, she's like, send your messenger, and then you guys go back to your boats, and we're going to prepare an amazing feast for you. I'm going to make you dinner, child. And they were like, yeah, this bitch knows how to treat her betters. Cool. And so, they go back to their boats, and they chill for a bit. So, the next day... The Kievan Rus people show up to the Drevlian boats and we're like, hey, it's time to go to the feast. We made you this big ass bomb dinner, so it's time to eat a bomb up. dinner. <laughs> but they were like, Our... bon appetit. They were like, hold up. Our queen wants you wants us to carry you in your boats. And they're like, fuck yeah, carry us in our boats. Yeah, Get this bitch. Queen knows how to treat her people or her betters. Yeah, and they ca- they carry them back to the palace where there was this large like ditch dug around where it was, mm-hmm. and the Kievan folks just decide to dump the boats into the trench. And the and the guy the Drevlians are like, "Excuse me, you accidentally dumped me in this big fucking hole." Excuse me, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> excuse me, sorry, let me bury you." <laughs> Olga walks up to the trench. And she goes, do you find this honor to your taste? A.K.A. eat it, bitch. Eat it, bitch! <laughs> and then she was like, bury them. Buried the whole of them and their fucking boats alive. Fuck! Fuck. <laughs> this is like some powerful Drevlings, and she was like, ah, guess what? You killed that my is, fucking husband. That is some Cersei shit. Yeah, that's that some is Cersei. some Cersei shit right there. If you don't watch Game of Thrones... What are you doing with your life? <laughs> um, so the regal Drevlians that she sent a messenger for mm-hmm. are on their way. Because we're talking, you know, noblemen. Or like the most powerful soldiers. Like, but yeah. they're important fucking guys. And, and, um, and I, I guess the word travels just really fucking slow because they have... I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me why they wouldn't be like, well, why don't you just have these other guys that are already I mean, there? They're already there. Back, what but, the fuck is going but whatever. on? Whatever. So they're like, yeah, we're going to get your new queen for you, Maul. BRB. 
They arrive and Olga meets them. And, and she's she- like, oh my God, you guys must be so exhausted. How about you like go freshen up in my fancy new bathhouse, which sounds like a really bad gay joke. Well, <laughs> back then, having a bathhouse... I mean, this is, like, a time when people bathed, like, once a year or some shit. So having a bathhouse was a sign of status. Yes. Fucking fancy. If you have a bathhouse, it's, like, just the top bougie. It's super bougie. (laughs) Super fucking bougie. It's turning the bougie up to 11. So they get to the bathhouse, and they're like, this bitch knows how to treat some people. And then they get in. And she tells her people, lock the door, set the shit on fire. Dracarys! Dracarys! <laughs> Again, if you don't watch Game of Thrones, what are you doing with your life? But she sets them on fire. Yeah, she escorted them in with some pretty women to this bathhouse, locked them in the doors, and burned the whole set fucking thing down. It. This bathhouse on fire! Oh my god, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but it really is. This it really is. bathhouse on fire! Yeah. Oh my god, we, is, that's gonna be stuck in my head all day. We need to call Alicia Keys and be like, hey, we've got a really great Maybe we should do you. a remix. Yes. And anyway, Olga heads to the Drevlian territory. She's like, they're expecting me. And so I let go, let go. And she shows up, you know, in in traditional morning clothes because her husband's dead, and she's showing up to well, possibly meet this guy. And I mean, that's where her husband was killed. So it wouldn't be completely out of the realm of like pagan tradition. That's being like, I need to have a funeral for my husband before I can marry. Yeah. The new guy. Which makes sense. Yeah. But, but what was really well, funny to me is that all of a sudden, like, she shows up to these Drevlians and they're like, wait, wait, where's all those dudes that we Oh, no, they you? weren't. That's, what, yeah, that's what's so funny is no one's like, hey, where's the other guys? Like, no, there's no... She's like, oh, don't pay attention to that. She's like, don't worry. Don't worry. They're coming. They're, they, they stopped at Wendy's. <laughs> so like, okay, you need, to, you need to meet Prince Maul yeah. ASAP. Mm-hmm. Right now, right now. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, but like I said, we've got to have a proper funeral and funeral feast for my husband. And they're like, oh, that makes sense. I mean- but like, so um, in like the pagan religion, the funeral feast were, it was like, I feel like it's kind of almost more like a wedding reception with my with my family like in my family (laughs) how wedding receptions go which means everybody gets really drunk and eats a lot yes like it's more of like a celebration of life so they're all gonna get super drunk eat lots of turkey legs or whatever they ate back then shit got rowdy yeah so everybody got really rowdy and none of the drevlians noticed that none of the kievians were actually drinking maybe they were like just drinking juice and pretending like, oh, I'm so drunk. Oh, so but um, Olga it's- stayed completely sober. And she had, because she had um, about, you know, she had her whole army escort her there. So but she had a lot of her own peeps there. Yes, but she also did get all the Drevlians drunk. And then oh. once they were nice and socially lubricated. She, she slaughtered up- the shit out of them. <laughs> you did. You're getting killed. You're Five. getting killed. You're getting killed. Everybody's getting killed. Boom. Five fucking thousand Drevlians. I feel like that's an over. I feel like yeah, it's an overstatement. But still, I don't think that was. I don't. I think that's overshooting how many people but actually still were killed. Fucking brutal. 
It was a lot of fucking And how smart of you to be like, oh, I'm just going to be like, oh, my dead husband, let's have a feast. And they're like, oh, let's have a feast. And they get all drunk. This is red wedding shit. This is red wedding shit. This is red wedding shit. Yeah. I don't think this is what the red wedding was. Was based off of, no. No, I think that was like something in Scottish history or something. but it's very similar. But I... I, I do think that um, George R. R. Martin probably read this story and probably I think I think George R. 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 Martin like took some Olga and, and made it into Danny. I think this is Daenerys. I think it's a mix of Danny and Cersei. Cersei. Yeah, yeah for I can sure. agree with that. I can agree with that. So the remaining Drevlians are like they know they're beat. And they're just like because <laughs> half of their friends yeah. are dead, <laughs> and they're just like, oh my god, what can we give you to make you go? Can we give away? you money now? I can, can we give? Oh, I will give you all. Like, take my house, just go away. I'll give you all the tributes. I will give you all the tributes. <laughs> and she tells them, all I want from you are your birds. She's like, give me, give me a pigeon and a sparrow for I think, each house from each house. Which also, though, do you remember that? So. When we lived in the town that we went to college in, Bummer. I hate that we called her this, but we called her Crazy Mary, that lady, oh, that lady lived yeah. on the streets, mm-hmm. which now, in hindsight, I'm like, oh, she probably, like, had mental disorders or and something. she so was, that was addicted not, to drugs, too. Um, but it just seems like the kind of request she would have made, like, give me your birds, you know, like, <laughs> like, that's what I just kept thinking of, is like... Just like a nutty person on the street being like, give me all your birds. Every, and, and the thing is about this small town is that everybody knew who Crazy Mary was. I know. No, my ex-boyfriend gave her money and she would come and knock on our door. Bad idea, brah. Yeah. Bad like idea, I would bro. be home alone and like somebody be knocking on the door and I look through the people and I'm like, it's like, you got to quit giving her money. She is coming to our house at night because he like worked nights. He was a bartender. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you can't do that anymore. Anyway, we digressed a whole lot. It just made so, it. Just, give me, so she was like, give me your birds, like a crazy homeless person. And it's like, I'm sorry, what? And so she ends up. And they were all like, yeah, yeah, take our birds. Cool. Fucking leave, bitch. She's like, cool, thanks. They're, hey, thinking, bye. They, they're thinking they locked out being like, all she wants is birds. Let's just give so, them. Because back then, apparently, you kept birds like in your house, mm-hmm. like you kept sparrows in your house or whatever. I don't know why. I don't. But anyway, they ended up tying small pieces of sulfur, like wrapped in cloth, to each one of their <laughs> foots. Feetuses. Peta would have been so angry about so this. So pissed off. And so, I'm kinda angry if you about don't it. know anything about sulfur, it's like a highly uh, this unstable. element is on fire. Exactly. Thank you with that chemistry <laughs> reference. The reference. Reference. <laughs> So sulfur is highly unstable. So they they tie it to the each ends like they tie it to their legs, and the birds fly off. And these birds live in like the hay, like of it's your like house, of their house, like their roofs. So are they made go of back hay. to their nest. So they, they just don't fly have, back to their nest. They don't have composition shingle like we do now. Yeah. they have hay houses. Mm-hmm. And so whenever this hay sulfur houses. goes to the hay, and like the hot sun is beating, that shit caught on. Fire. And so as the Drevlians are, the ones that didn't get burnt, as they're fleeing their homes, you know, the Kievians are out in the woods, like, slaughtering them or taking them hostage. Dracarys bitches. Dr- Dracarys. <laughs> and that's how you take revenge, ladies and, and gentlemen. And that's how you take revenge. <laughs> okay, applause. So that last story about the birds and stuff, um... It's thought that that part is actually legend. Yeah. It's not... Um, I think that's out. I'm sorry. I drank it all. It's all right. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, no, it's oh, not girl. Oh, girl. You liar. Girl. <laughs> anyway, so that part is thought to probably be legend, whereas the rest of it's thought to definitely be true. It's a good story. But regardless you know? if, if it's legend or not, how fucking brutal do you have to be for people to write a story like that about you? And people just be like, oh, yeah, I believe it from everything else I've heard about I'm her. sure there's other stories that we don't know about. Yeah. That make her even better and boozier. Mm. <laughs> when I was researching or when, you know, trying to learn about Olga's life, I feel like every podcast I found about her, every story I found about her, this is all they talked about was her epic revenge. And fair enough, because it's... It's a good story. It's a it's, very good story. It's fierce, and it stands out in history. But I was like, okay, but then what? Because she There's lived for another life. 20, 30 years. I had to, to like, learn about the rest of her life. I really had to um, dive into, like, religious sites. You're and like a, you're like a fish out of fucking water. I know, right? <laughs> well, no, I No, I'm just I'm just poking funny. No, but like um because since she a saint mm. and I was just like, okay, all of these podcasts that I listen to, all of these articles I've read, they stop after the end she of her kills a bunch of people. The, and I was like, but she went on to become a saint and it was like so many of the things that I read, it was like, she killed all these people, like, they spend, like, 30 minutes on that, and then they're like, and then she was a saint, and then she died. And it was like, wait, what? So, and she was a saint not only in, like, Catholicism, but in the Eastern. Eastern. Yeah. Like, this is, she was, she transcended both. Yeah. So the rest of her deal. life, let's go over, because she went back home after this, and she was regent of Kievan Rus for, um, like, 15 years after this, because her, her son was about four so three or four so she was regent for for a really long time so she really reformed what we call russia now yeah she gets back to kiev and is like hey maybe let's she was like maybe maybe the system we have in place for collecting tribute right now doesn't work and so she was like i need to put a new system in place this is the First time a ruler of, like, what we consider Russia now put in, like, a sweeping reform. I know that sounds very generalized, but it was also very early. (laughs) But but she was the first one. She put in this reform. She was like, the way that we're collecting tribute right now isn't working. One, it's unstable. Two, kings can get too greedy. I think she, like, acknowledged my husband got too greedy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so they set up a new system where they would put, like, taxation centers. So they had, is like a hub. Yeah. Uh, an economical hub. And it really changed the, the makeup of their society. Um, some say for the better, some say for the worse. She would set up these hubs, like you said, and then send somebody from Kiev to be basically the tax man. Of that region. And so then they would integrate and they would learn about the people that they were living with instead of just like traveling by and collecting taxes. Instead, it would like came with a system. Oh, but Igor in Hut 3, his daughter's sick. So maybe, you know. He can't give enough taxes today. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that really. I feel like that did a lot to unite it. It attached the. 
the money to the people. Exactly. It made, it where it made the cultures be forced to integrate. Which is something that we still do today. Yeah. Like it's very similar to what we would consider. To having like, like an ambassador or exactly, something. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Marriage proposals. They keep rolling in. I mean, she's a hot ticket. In. She's a strong woman. I mean, she. all these people. And like it made me think of like Queen Elizabeth I of England how she never married because she didn't want to consolidate power with anybody. And I think that's a smart move, and that's what Olga did as well. Just yeah. being like, oh, yeah, thanks so much for your marriage proposal. Let me sleep on it. And then just, like, leave Bye, them on, Felicia. Leave them on red. <laughs> <laughs> so then her son reaches majority, and Sid takes over in his own right. He was a pagan, so he had several wives. Yeah. Um, Plenty of babies. Lots of children. <laughs> I think it's interesting that Igor didn't have any other wives. Or if he did, like... Wasn't I hadn't thought about that until just now. They must have... Olga and Igor must have been in love because he didn't take any other wives. No. And that, and that was commonplace so then mm-hmm. for especially pagans to have... Pagans especially pagan it. kings. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sid, which is what we're calling Sviatoslav, Sid... He had several wives and lots of kids, and um, Olga kind of took over their education. Very influential in her grandchildren. Her grandchildren were like her babies. Because Sid was off expanding Rus, which if you've seen a modern map of Russia, he was very successful. (laughs) (laughs) She had a big hand in her grandchildren's education, Mm -hmm. and since her son was away... She was still acting as a regent like, of the area. well into his actual, like, ruling. And then she, I read that she convinced people to start building cities out of stone instead of wood. Maybe she had heard something about cities catching on fire easily. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I didn't think about it. She's like, well, this won't burn. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, because of all the fires she started. She was like, let me not do that anymore. Well, she was busy around making that money, honey. Making that and money. she was collecting them tributes, killing mm. people, and running shit with her firm pimp hand. But... She found Jesus. <laughs> She's a saint, remember? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, so remember, everybody in Rus is pagan. So in 950... The Rus. The, the Rus. The Rus is on fire. That oh, is gosh. perfect for we her. We should have done that earlier. That is so perfect for her, burning oh down God. that sheet. The Rus, the Ru- That's going to be the tagline for this episode. The <laughs> Rus. The Kivian Rus is on fire. <laughs> so in 957, Olga travels to Constantinople. And if you listen to our Empress Theodora episode, you know that's modern day Istanbul. Big hubbub. It's like the the Eastern version of Rome. Yeah, like the Roman Empire, but to the left, to the left, or whatever. To the right. Oh, yeah. Well, stage left. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anyway. Don't ever take directions from me, please. She'll get you lost. I'll get you super lost. Anyway, so, um, Constantinople was the Rome of the East. And at this time, um, the two, the two Christianities hadn't split. Like, you know, modern day, there's Eastern Christianity, which they call, like, Orthodox. Yeah. And there's, like, Roman Catholicism. At the time... They had not yet made the split into two separate factions. So, okay, my question is, 
She's a pagan. Why the fuck did she go? So one theory is that she wanted to make allies. And if you look at the political um, makeup of the time, the big powers were um, Constantinople and um, the Holy Roman Empire, which is like, you know, modern day Germany Mm -hmm. um, and Rome. And they're all Christian religions. So she's looking being like, we need to expand. We need to have allies that are going to help us. Because until, <laughs> you know, just like maybe 100 years before Olga was born, um, Rus was um, conquered by, um, I don't know, I guess it's modern day China? Uh, Mongolia. What Mongolia. is that? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like, all these other powerful people to the West I should make friends with them. So that's one theory. Another theory... Yeah, go ahead. It was just like... The other theory is that it's just surely spiritual. Well, I mean, maybe she's feeling a little guilty about burning all those people. So Yeah. And she's like, well, this religion, I can just get dunked in some water and be forgiven for that. (laughs) You know? Have that washed away. And obviously, like, this is where the the church comes in and kind of paints her into that corner. Yeah. Is because they want her her trek to Constantinople to be like this journey. Like a pilgrimage. Like Jesus did. Yeah. Like a, a, a long journey that she wanted to be, you know, yeah. right with God. And could have, could some missionary have showed up in her camp one day and been like, hey, Possibly. convert, convert, yeah. convert. Maybe so. And maybe she was like, yeah, this is a great way to pretend like I didn't kill 5,000 yeah. people. <laughs> whatever, whatever the reason, um, Constantine the Seventh, who is the ruler of Constantinople invites her down and um, she wants to show that she's super powerful. She rolls up with a huge ass army. And he wants to impress her. So they've got all their art out. They've got all their red carpets out. They've got because I mean they were known for like beautiful art and everything. Majestic. So they yeah they make themselves as majestic as they possibly can and she rolls in, and... Constantinople was like, oh my god, she's awesome. So the story is that he was so enamored <laughs> with her that um, he proposed to her, but I don't... <sighs> she would have been 60 at this time. And also, he already had a wife? So... I don't think... I, I don't think his... I think he still had a living wife at this time. I didn't look into that too much, but... Either way, it was either flattery or fake news. Um, but... She was like... Maybe she was 60 years old and banging. I mean, it's possible. It, it is possible that she was just sexy as and Maybe fuck. his wife had passed away already. I'm not sure. But um, she was like, look, how about I get baptized and you be my godfather? And he was like, hmm. yes, yes, honey, yeah. <laughs> like, he was like, that is the best idea I've ever heard in my fucking life. And every time I'm like... Godfather. Oh, I didn't know what that was. I didn't... I'm sorry. Sorry, I was singing the Godfather. Yeah, I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse. I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse. I get baptized and you be my Godfather. And the whole Eastern Christianity movement were like, we got Olga! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a big fucking deal for like um, a regent 
of a non-Christian country to come here and convert. It was... Big deal. So she was baptized as Helen, which is funny because of Helga... Helen, oh, Anna. I hadn't thought about that. Um, maybe though was. I did do a little bit of a dive into St. Helena. Um, so she was married to a Roman emperor named Constantine. Yeah, but not the Constantine that we were talking about. Like, oh, no, no. This was like in the year 200. Yeah, and he was made a saint in his own right. And, so, well, no, I think it was his her son that was made a saint. Yeah, her son was so made a saint. So she, yeah. she was married to Constantine, and then um, they had a son together... And she was, like, came from very, very humble beginnings. Like, she was this daughter of an innkeeper. And then when her son became emperor, who was also Constantine, which is the one that is, like, a saint, she adopted Christianity. And he adopted it, too, because he, like, adored his mother so much. Like I said, I think everything Helga, uh, I'm sorry, everything Olga ever did in her life was um, calculated. And I think that was something that she had already, she was like, okay. Thought of. She's she, like, the people she of Constantinople that. are gonna eat it up if I pick the mother of Constantine yeah. to be my saint, like, to be my baptized name. And also her story, because she basically brought, Helena brought um, Christianity to Rome, basically. Say Helga again. Helena is what oh, I said. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, wait. I'm sorry. <laughs> All these names. So basically, Olga knew her audience. She, she knew, knew her audience, yeah. She lived for the applause, applause, she applause. Did. She lived for the, the applause, applause, lived for the applause, applause. Definitely. A hundred percent she lived for the applause. <laughs> so after her baptism, the priest said to her, Blessed are you among Russian women, for you have forsaken the darkness and have loved the light. And then she bowed and took sacrament. Kind of cool. I think that's kind of cool. Legit. Um, So Olga chilled in the South for a while, and she was treated like a fucking celebrity. Like Brangelina. (laughs) She was treated like Brangelina. Like, she went to all these banquets, and she was given all these jewels. And again, like, the... I can't get past, like, just trying to describe to you how beautiful beautiful their art and jewelry and shit were but like i just have to say it again she was dripping in jewels at laguanza dripping in jewels at laguanza at laguanza with a w at laguanza <laughs> there you go <laughs> so no wonder she loved Christian- christianity she, loved she was like these people love me not surprising she was the region of this major expanding country so of course they're gonna treat her like a fucking celebrity she was yeah she was so after a few months she went back to kiev and she tried to spread christianity but remember this is like pagan country and her son wasn't into it no he wasn't as committed to being he wasn't a pagan. into it he i mean was- he was committed to being a pagan not And her son had a bunch of wives and a bunch of children and everything. And he wasn't ready to give that up. And I do think that he believed. I mean, he was out there conquering, taking over huge parts of land. And remember, the pagans, like, swore on their swords, prayed on their swords. Her son son was totally kind of a war dick. Yeah, her son was a bit of a war dick. And I believe that he did think that praying to the god of war or whatever helped him overtake all these people so while he's out doing all these military campaigns and shit olga was still playing a big role in raising her grandkids and bad news bears 
Kiev was attacked. By the um, Turkish people. The, like, the, what's uh, modern-day Turkey, the right? The Cengahangs. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> Olga had to gather her grandchildren and the armies and try to defend themselves. And um, Sid eventually found out what was happening and, like, sent an army and it scared off the Turkic people or whatever. And um, when Sid came back... I mean, can you imagine how much your mom would yell at you being like, you should have been here. (laughs) She tore him a new one being like, no, you need to send other people out to conquer. You need to be here. Because I'm about to die. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So a year later, sadly, Olga died. Uh, July 11th. 969 in Kiev. So she lived a really I mean, fucking long life. If I don't th- I think she is younger than people cuz if she but but if but she was in born 10th in the century. If she was born in 890 <laughs> to die in 969, she would have been what 79? That's That's old For them. today. I today mean, like, that's old. Um her son had her buried according to Christian customs, which is Kind of a big deal because, I mean, he was king. He could have been like, no, I'm a pagan, so I'm going to do a pagan burial. And in terms of um, being named a saint, that is something that's a big deal because if you burn, like, pagans believe in burning their bodies Mm -hmm. and spreading the ashes. Christians believe in putting your body down in the earth. So, obviously, that played a part in her being named a saint because it wasn't until 1547 that the Orthodox Church, like the Eastern Church, like really made her a saint and said she's equal to the apostles. Yeah. Which is a title only five equal women. Equal to the apostles. Saying that he's, she's she is, one of the She of the may apostles. as well be St. Peter or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. One of the 12 apostles. That's a big fucking deal. I know. Um, it really is. And so. And I know you're thinking like, she just killed a fucking bunch of people and she's now made a saint. What the fuck? Yeah, but. The Russian people are Christians now, aren't they? And she won. And her, the way that um, that happened her was grandson, her grandson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He ended up fulfilling her legacy and was able to be like, and that's why I think that her raising the grandson and that's where from, had like such a in my perspective, I genuinely believe that she may have been a little bit religious with it because why would she teach her grandson about Christianity? I know. Yeah. If um, she didn't commit to it. It's vi- it, yeah. So that's Olga of Kiev. She was a fierce bitch. She got shit done. Dracarys, Nathan. Dracarys. So, thanks for listening. If there's something you want to hear, just, like, hit us up. You can email us at queenshistorypodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter. We're at queens underscore podcast. We're on SoundCloud and Stitcher. And follow us on iTunes at Queens Podcast. All one word. All smushed up. Queens Podcast. Um, follow us on Facebook. Our intro music is by K Sparks featuring Beyond Belief. Thanks for letting us use your song, guys. Thanks, guys, for listening. Cheers. Bye, girl. Clink, <laughs> as a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off. U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts.